things I think about just letting this go on for just, ages. Yeah, just this is the show. This is the trade and Jay show. Yeah, Tonight. it is the show. And welcome to the show. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk first. We have to talk first. Sometimes I think about letting these just play out until it ends. Like, oh, hey. Yeah, we're here. We just wanted to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, we were walking home. Yeah, you know, we, we made this little jingle, so, you know, it's nice to be able to listen to it all the way through, every now and then. All the way through. That's not true. It's just to, to, to add something. I don't know. I don't really know the point of it. Intro music. Easily recognizable. It just yeah. symbolizes the beginning and the yeah, end yeah. of the show. Because then you know what you're getting. It's like bookends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it's been a while. It has. We, we have lots to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Guys, you're going to be with us for about two hours. So hopefully you've planned on uh, listening to it on the way in and on the way out. Yeah, hopefully there's lots of work. traffic. Yeah. Hope <laughs> I'm actually not hoping for a lot of traffic because oh, okay. I sit through that traffic. Oh, so. gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Good old Seattle traffic. And they, they closed down, uh, what is it, 99 or part of the tunnel? And there's going to be a lot of people just rerouting all over the place. So. It's about to get crazy up in this piece. I think I'm, it starts January. I'm thankful to be uh, driving north to work. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Thanks, Marshawn. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, uh, to start us off, let's just uh, start up with the Sounders. I know it's kind of maybe weird to be talking about the Sounders since their uh, season ended, but there is some roster updates uh, that we didn't we didn't really get a chance to talk about um, that are pretty huge, actually. Things we didn't expect too much of, but... Um, what you can expect from the Sounders coming up in the 2019 season on who we re-signed or who we've brought back. Uh, people are going to be on the team. Will Bruin, Jordan Morris, Rui Diaz. You have Bawana, uh, Jordy Dellum, uh, Ladero, Victor Rodriguez, Alex Rodon, Christian Rodon, Harry Ship. for whatever freaking reason. <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, Gustav, so Svensson Gustav, uh, Henry Wingo. Waylon Francis, Kim <laughs> Calvin Leardum, uh, Chad Mar- Chad Marshall's coming back. That's a big shocker to me. That's the one that I was like, no, nah, he's done. He's I like pissed. it. I bet he Keep just playing. wants to win another. I bet if we would have won the MLS Cup this year, if we would have made it to the finals and won, he would have been done. But Maybe. I think he wants another shot, and he knows with this team we can do it. Oh, yeah. So, so I think he's, he's sticking around for another year. Uh, Jordan McCrary, uh, Nuhu, Brad Smith. Roman Torres. That's another one that's kind of a surpriser. Yeah. Right there. He we just have our two have a solid backs. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess with it's kind of a safety net for Marshall. And it's yeah. another big guy back there. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a uh, goalkeeper, Stefan Fry, and Brian Meredith brought back. Um, there's a there's a big surprise under there to, to who, it, who, I, who it I didn't mention. So that's the quiz for today. Who did we not mention that the Sounders are um, have decided to bring back. So at this point, who is not being brought back on the Sounders? That's our trivia question for the day. We'll we'll announce that at the end if we remember. Yeah, we'll try uh, to remember. Otherwise, you'll just be in suspense. You'll have to Google it or who something. Who did they not bring back? Yeah, if you just go go on Google and type, who Stop did Trey it. and Jay? Stop it. We don't want to be in it. Oh, yeah, we do. Go no, ahead. You go on Continue. Google and you say, who? What was the answer to the trivia question in the Trey and Jay show? So many people will be asking that that it's going to go. Yeah, it's going to be like number one trending on Google. Yeah. And Twitter and, and tr- MySpace. <laughs> how how will it be trending on Twitter if they're just Googling it? Because Twitter comes up in Google searches all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. that ha- That's how that works. <laughs> no wonder I just never understood. 
there, there you guys go. Our Seattle Sounders looking pretty good for 2019. I'm very happy. Not too many holes going into the next year, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to need to pick up uh, some outside. Well, I don't know. It depends on how Brad Smith does. As long as he can stay healthy for the whole year and, and play well, then um, really there's only going to be some decisions on, I think, the right side. Yeah, Brad and just adding does. a little bit of depth. But Yeah. I like it. Yeah, me too. They're not too old, which Could've is Could have done without Harry Ship. Yeah, and Wingo really doesn't bring a whole lot. Yeah. But even Waylon Francis. I'm has really done impressed nothing. With him. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. It'll be it'll be kind of nice to see uh, if Moana can get more time. He's looked pretty good. Yeah, he's he just had kid. a few little injuries that he's have kept him off the field. Yeah. But when he plays, he's a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. It's so phenomenal to see Christian Roldan back. Oh man. And that's maybe that's why rolled on, or that's why Alonso is on his way out because. Oh, you just you ruined it. <laughs> oh yeah. The trivia. <laughs> well, now the trivia answer has been answered. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. So there's your answer, guys. Alonzo was not mentioned, which is crazy, man. That guy is your Seattle Sounder at heart. Yeah, he's been the definition of who the Sounders are. He's been that. He's been that solid midfielder for us. He's he's been our midfielder, our midfield. Yeah. Without him, the Sounders suck. Right. Seriously. And I think Roldan has learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Sorry to ruin the trivia question, but <laughs> he plays a lot like him now. He's everywhere on the field, so. Yeah, we, we shall see. We shall. We shall. So there you have it. Seattle Sounders. We're looking forward to it. 2019. We'll be MLS back in Cup. uh we'll be back in March with the with more Sounders. Well, probably maybe like February, March, I don't know. And I mean, we'll update you if anything happens in yeah. the off season. Yeah, if we see anything crazy, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you in the loop. Maybe we can have a Sounders on here. Yeah, Ooh. let's Sarouche, we're talking to you. Sarouche. Hook us up. All right. Well, we'll let you know. We'll keep you informed. Uh, otherwise, Mariners. What's the hubbub about the Mariners? Well, last, last we talked, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, breaking news. <laughs> Mariners have yet again not made the playoffs. <laughs> and with uh, recent news around the Mariners, it doesn't look like this next year is going to be Mariners making the playoffs either. <laughs> Looks like we're going to go 18 years. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, we traded Good. James Paxton. Grand. Traded Mike Zanino. There was rumors last week of trading Gene Segura and trading Mike Leak to the Padres. Segura's the one that's got the the bullpen problem, or not bullpen, but the the clubhouse, the problem. clubhouse problem. Yeah, he got into a fight with D Gordon. Yeah, and everybody's so D Gordon side. Because it looks like Segura has so much fun when he's playing all the yeah, time. I agree, but he's I guess so weird. does D Gordon. Yeah. Um, there was also rumors that surfaced in the last day or two of trading Robinson Cano. Oh, okay. But the thing with that is we're going to have to, they're, they're talking about throwing either Mitch Haniger or oh, no. Edwin Diaz in with them to the Mets. <sighs> no. To get their number one prospect and another guy that has a pretty big contract because they're trying to dump Who's Robinson Who's their number Cano's one prospect? Some shortstop. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. You're going to get rid of Diaz? No way. And the only You better be getting a crap load back for Diaz. Right. And I think that that would be the way of them of the Mariners sweetening the deal yeah. because Robinson Cano's contract sucks. Right. He's still owed, what, like $150 million? Oh, yeah. So, so by throwing so in Diaz, left. it's like, okay, you yeah. take his contract, but you also get the best closer in baseball. Yeah. But I'd rather 
just give up Hanny. I don't want to give up either. I think Hanny. I don't. Wins. I don't want to either. But I want. I want to keep the best closer in in, in baseball, especially since they're like revamping everything. I at least want to keep. Uh, <laughs> sure. However, in my opinion, pitchers are a lot more susceptible to injuries and fizzling out quicker than an outfielder is. Yeah. A hitter that could be perennial an all-star for the next 8 to 10 years is a good guy to build around in yeah. my opinion. And if you trade him, you better get more than just one prospect. Yeah. If you're trading Hanniger, you you should get 3 of their top 10 prospects. Yeah. Cuz he's young and he's has a has a favorable contract and I don't want to see Hanniger or Diaz go. He does have yeah, exactly. He does everything for the team. Yeah. Yeah, I uh <laughs> I definitely see that. Well, I don't know, man. I I just it's kind of crazy all this stuff the like whole racism thing in the locker room all of a sudden all the all these things come to surface after the season ended. It's just kind of disappointing to hear. It kind of reminds me of like the Seahawks and all this turmoil that's happening in the locker room there. Right. I just for whatever reason I can't figure out what's going on. You know, they happened with like Percy Harvin, Golden Tate, right? And then you know you have Sherman, Bennett, all the all these people that are kind of poisoned in the locker room, just seeping out to other players. You know, bringing pe- bringing people down, and it, it sucks, man. It's it, frustrating. It takes away from the sport, and mm-hmm. you don't know who to believe. Is it just a disgruntled employee that's leaving, mm-hmm. or is there actual issues in the clubhouse? You don't, right. and we don't know because we're not there. We don't get to experience yeah. it. It's one person's word versus another until yeah. the facts come out. Mm-hmm. And Which they never do. Ca- and facts don't care about your feelings. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So we'll find out maybe one day. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, who knows? By in 2019, the Mariners could have a completely different roster. We could be <laughs> yeah. looking at not having Segura, Seager, Cano, uh, Cruz, D. Uh, Gordon, Mike Leake. I don't know if I can deal with it, man. And then they raised the prices of tickets. Like what? What the f are you doing? It's so <laughs> stupid. I just like the you literally are presenting a product that is crap at this moment. We have a crap team, and then we don't even know who's going to be on the roster because you're not done trading people away to make it more crappy. People that will be graduating next year <laughs> will have never been alive when the Mariners have made the playoffs. So depressing. Yeah, they keep raising. Unless it's a super senior. Okay, unless it's a super senior, <laughs> and it means they were one, so they don't remember the last time the Mariners made the playoffs. That's true. They don't. They don't know what the suffering is like. No, they don't know what it's like to endure. They just know that this is the reality. This is how it just always will is. Well, and, and the Mariners. I will give the Mariners organization credit. Their yeah. marketing team is incredible. Yeah, they yeah, give. I agree. So many reasons to go out to the games. They have their mm-hmm. fireworks shows and all these bobbleheads Bobble of players that won't be on the team next year. <laughs> I know I have, coolers I have and the, the James Paxson bobblehead with the eagle, and and here I am. He's no longer on the team. Yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, we, thanks. We guys. just get somebody to paint a Yankees jersey on oh them. Maybe it'll be gosh, worth something. No man, it makes me want to just throw it on the ground. No, but that's an American because there's a bald eagle. I'll, I'll I'll rip the bald eagle off and then I'll throw it on the ground. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> this is just so disappointing. Uh, I, I I understand, you know, they're just cleaning house, but uh. well, and the Mariners have always said they're going to do a rebuild, but they never fully commit to mm-hmm. it. They 
They, they've blown it in the past. They could have traded Felix Hernandez a few years ago and gotten a bunch of prospects for him. Yeah, traded Seager a few years ago and gotten a bunch of prospects for him. But yeah. they always were like, eh, we need to try and put a slightly competitive team on the field where it gives the fans hopes, hope at the beginning of the year and then come September we're all extremely disappointed. Tell us, tell us how you really feel, Trevor. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sugarcoating it. Yeah, that's <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's just so true. I mean, how do you expect people to keep going to the games when uh, – what do you expect from the fans, man? We, we've had a 17-year drought, and now you're – now, after 17 years, you're finally deciding that was the last straw. That's it. Yeah. We need to do the revamp now, and it should have been done like a decade ago, right? Exactly. And yeah. then uh, – and then you're you're up in the price, so what? Less people are going to these games. Everyone's just going to be buying off the third market. Exactly, or up in the cheap seats. You're not buying. They're not spending the money to sit down below. Yeah. Because nobody's going to be down there. So after third, fourth, fifth inning, you're just going to go sit wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And spend fourteen dollars on a beer. It's baffling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's incredible. I really love the stadium, T-Mobile Fields. Or whatever it's going to be called. Whatever it's going to be. T-Mobile Stadium. I wish Starbucks had bought it just so it could be Starbucks. That would have been the perfect pun. And I don't even like Starbucks, but I just think it would have been the perfect name. It would have been. But then I I would imagine them playing off coffee grounds. That's fine. (laughs) It makes me laugh when I think about it. Stadium would smell great. Yes. Oh. Well, unless it was like wet, you know, like used coffee grounds. But yeah. if it was freshly ground coffee, oh yeah, there we go. The oh aroma. sure, you betcha. I don't know, I don't know how you would be able to focus on on hitting and, and a plane. I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't understand it. I wouldn't even be paying attention to the game. I would just be with my eyes closed, imagining, which is better than watching the Mariners play baseball. Imagining so. that the Mariners <laughs> knew how to play baseball. <laughs> That's what I would be doing at the game. Oh my gosh! Uh, but we digress. Frequently. Frequently. So. Instead of some sort of Segura segue, we can just talk about the Seahawks. Yeah, we're done with it. Mariners didn't make playoffs. Mariners didn't go. make playoffs. For those of you that didn't know, um, now you do, and uh, we'll we'll see them back in April. Yay! Yay! Uh, Seahawks. We we didn't talk about the Packers game. Uh, it's like this Thanksgiving thing, holiday stuff. When it misses in your job, it's hard to get together to make sure. We can do this. So uh, here we are, and uh, we're trying to talk about the Green Bay Packers game that happened a week and a half ago, two, almost two weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah, it was stellar. Wonderful. Except for the first quarter and then the third quarter. Yeah, there were very good parts and very bad parts. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it was like when they hit their highs, they hit their highs. When they hit their lows, oh, man, that fumble right at the beginning. I even, like... I don't know, I sent you a message or, or something and it was just like, oh, I didn't realize Green Bay started with the ball. Yeah, it was like, absurd. First play of the game. How frustrating. Very? Yeah. Like an 8 to yeah. eight, 8 out of 10. Oh, sure. You betcha. <laughs> but they uh, they totally redeemed themselves. And then they totally redeemed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, they picked it up, man. It, it was great to see them pick apart the Packers and not see Aaron Rodgers pick us apart because I was nervous man I think what's a top five moment for me in sports is watching Aaron Rodgers lose Mm. he's so arrogant he's so arrogant and his smug little face getting to see that uh, smile just wiped off non-existent and it bugs me that he can take off running like he's just fine then he gets to the sideline and starts limping like he's hurt you're 
I feel like he's milking it. Yeah, Trevor, he just isn't. R-E-L-A-X. Relax, Well, okay? he'll get to relax when the playoffs <laughs> come around because he's not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> he only got five, ga- five games, man. What do you... What are you going to do, Aaron Rodgers, huh? Yeah. You lost to Minnesota on, what was it, Monday night, Sunday night football. You didn't redeem yourself. Uh, I mean, you're you're a heck of a quarterback, but uh, you are not putting this team together, and it's falling apart. I think Mike McCarthy's gone after this season. 100%. Especially if they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. With a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, he's gone. A lot of the times I think that the Seahawks offense is really vanilla to watch. Mm-hmm. And the Packers are worse than that. Yeah. There's n- no creative creativity to their plays. Right. Which is great when you're playing against them. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, with the Hawks, I'm just getting so tired of the vanilla play, play calling where it's it's really predictable as to what we're doing. The fact that we're still able to execute a lot and get a lot done, even though, it, I don't know, you, you, you know exactly what they're running. Exactly. Um, it's kind of crazy. When you think about it, we aren't doing a lot of fun, shifty things, uh, creative things, even though we, I honestly believe we should be, especially with Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, even like J.D. McKissick in there, Rashad Penny. You have a lot of vers- versatility in the backfield to where you can you can do a lot. Even oh, I mean, yeah. Doug Baldwin's got great hands. Definitely. Uh, and moving to the Panthers game, there were a few creative plays mm-hmm. along with a lot of just boring vanilla yeah. plays. But, I mean, the are we done talking about the Packers? Sure. We won well, that game. You know, I, I'm just. I think it's crazy how there's a. I, I I didn't really think about our history with the Packers until I I'm watching the game and and they're they're talking about all the history with the Packers. There's and been a lot like, of insane games oh against them. Gosh, that's right. There has been so much history with the Packers that they really have become a, a rival with us. They really are. It's them just, and actually the Panthers are kind of rivals with yeah. us. Yeah. And it dates back to Matt Hasselbeck's we want the ball and we're going to score. God, stop it. If, if we're going to talk about the history, we have to talk about the history. We are. I know. And that's kind of when... That's 10 years ago. That You're, you're dating... You know, well, uh, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, that's that's going back a long time. Right. And since then, very rarely is it a normal game against the Packers. Mm-hmm. You've got the quote-unquote fail Mary. Yeah. And then you have... That happened like twice almost. Yeah. And then you have the comeback. Yeah. And the. Oh my gosh. A huge comeback in the NFC. NFC championship oh game. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was, was insane. That was insane. I remember that. You just think all hope is lost. Russell threw four picks. Gosh. All of them intended for Jermaine Curse. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. When it, I'm feeling sad, sometimes I'll go back and watch that game mm, on YouTube. I don't blame you. And it. It's good because like it even like makes you more sad at the beginning of the game. <laughs> so it like kicks you while you're down, and then it's like angelic when it lifts you up. At when the end of when the game. we when we won the game on Thursday Friday, I watched the highlights like four or five times in a row. It's just like that was amazing. I can't believe it happened. We did it. We beat the Packers again. Yeah. Uh, but you, you even even had on this Thursday night the controversial controversy with uh, Tyler Lockett's catch, right? Yeah. I mean, it, th- th- that's the thing that bugs me though. Everyone's like, "Oh, controversial call." Yeah. The Packers had a timeout and a challenge. They mm-hmm. could have challenged it. it they could have. So that's it, the the media makes it sound like, "Oh, the Seattle's getting favored on these calls." No, no. The referee saw it one way. If they wanted to go back and review it, they could have. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. They had a challenge. It's it's on McCarthy again. Yeah. 
Because if he wanted, he didn't lose his timeout. So exactly, yeah. If he was confident in it, yeah. So Obviously, the people upstairs for the Packers didn't feel confident that it would be overturned. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, but you know, they want they want to make they want to make mountains out of molehills. So I feel like that's how how it always goes with the Seahawks. You know, you get crappy announcers who just I don't know rag on the Seahawks the whole time, and then you just get really poor refing. Yeah. What the heck, man? I have no idea. That call against with with uh with Griffin, um that that PI call, oh, what an ugly, stupid call. Oh, one hundred percent. And then there were similar plays that happened later in the game. What did they did like a chest bump, and that warrants a PI call? Are you kidding me? He didn't even move the guy at all. No, it was it was a just bad because call. he wasn't looking up for the ball it doesn't mean it's a PI call. Well, and then Carolina blatantly sets a pick in the end zone on the yeah. Christian McCaffrey touchdown yep. swing pass. The even and then the commentators. That's why I hate them. We're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that should have been a penalty. Yeah, sucks like for the with a, Yeah, pick. Oh my gosh, pick play call. Oh, yeah, you guys are morons. Shut up. It's like they got a hard on for the other team every single time. Really annoying. Yes, yes, it is. Very annoying. Super annoying. So whatever, you know, I'm over it, but I'm not. Of course not. You we're know, the, the Hawks Seahawks won. Fans. They did, and that's what matters. And that's what matters. Then you have this Carol- Carolina Panthers game, man. That, that was whew, that was quite the game to watch, actually. It really was. It was a very entertaining game, and I thought it was over. <laughs> I thought we were gonna lose. I, at the end of the game, I'm sitting there. I seriously have the blanket over my head, and I'm just watching. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's not going to make it. He's not going to make the field goal. It's going to go over to time. We're going to lose. I don't know what's going to happen. There's no way. he's not. And then he made the field goal, and I didn't scream. I didn't even make a peep. I just put my hands over my face and, like, slid into my couch because I was just so relieved that we had won the game, and it was over. Oh, yeah. I mean – because that's pretty much the season right there. Mm. If we lose that game, I think it was if we win, we have like a 73% chance of making the playoffs. Mm. If we lose, it's like a 22% or something <sighs> like that. That's a huge difference. It's it was it really made or break the se- could make or break the season. Mm. And I, you like you can ask Heather, she felt like my heart afterwards. <laughs> and I don't think we can beating count like how crazy. that fast. Yeah. I think you could probably see it beating out of your chest. Yeah. It it took me a good 30 minutes after the game to finally like yeah. take a deep breath and calm down I guess I mean oh, I was exhausted man. after that yeah <laughs> it was it was exhausting you, you, you. we're and not just you know we're your your passive hawk fans your fair weather bandwagon fans so right my wife doesn't want to be in the same room with me after the Seahawks <laughs> lose we put a lot of energy into ensuring the Seahawks win <laughs> we do a lot so we, we do a lot for our Hawks okay whether it's sitting in a corner, drinking coffee, making coffee during the game. That's right. Staying in another room. I mean, I can't tell you how many different things we have to do to ensure these Hawks wins. So we, we, we do our part. It's, it's only weird, weird if it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Exactly. Jinx Yomi Soda. Thank you. <laughs> so that being said, they won again. They went two and two like Trey and I talked about them needing to do in these in that four-game series. Against the Rams, Chargers, Packers, Panthers, we said two and two. They need it. That's how they need to get out of there, and they did it. They did, and now their schedule looks like beautiful. There, I mean, there's two tough games in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, I would call our uh, um, game against the Kansas City Chiefs definitely a, a tough one. 
and then of course Minnesota. The only saving grace is both of those games are at home. Yeah, yeah. One's a Monday night game, and we do well on prime time. Yes, we do. So you have next week we're playing this Sunday we're playing the Forty ers at home. So that's gonna be great because Forty ers suck. They're not great. I don't even like. It, it's tough to call them like a, a, a good rivalry divisional game because we haven't even played against like half of these people on their team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like who is this team that we're even playing? Yeah, none of the same guys almost. And it hasn't felt the same since Jim Harbaugh left. One hundred percent. It yeah. does not feel like a rivalry. Yeah. They've just kind of been a team with no identity. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that I, I never want to say it's just going to be a walk in the park against the 49ers. No, division games division, are always closer than... But I, I really am hoping for a blowout game there. Yeah, where we can just be running the ball in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter and not worry about anything. Yeah, I, I want to see some less conservative play calling. I want to see them really put some things together and, one, have some fun, and, two, look good on offense. Cause yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I want to see it against a, a team that would they have two wins? Come on, three yeah. wins maybe. Well, watch watch every Hawks game. It feels like eighty percent of our drives it's run run pass. Oh my gosh, yeah. Run run pass or run hold, <laughs> pass pass. Then a draw on third and twenty. Third and twenty. Those piss me off. Those freaking draw plays. I'm like, uh, okay, maybe I, I understand you're expecting that you're just going to punt, but I'm like, why Why is that your mindset? Why is it not, we can get this, we can convert on the third down? It's, eh, we're probably not going to get it third and long like that, so uh, we're just going to run it and, and make sure that our, our punter can get a good punt. And I, I understand it's hard, there's not a lot of plays for mm-hmm. third and 20, but at least get it to a receiver... 12, 15 yards down the field and let him try and make somebody miss. Right. I like I like the chances of a wide receiver beating one corner than a running back breaking through four defensive linemen and three linebackers. Yeah. Just those numbers. Right. Yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense. So, you know, I, I, we just get really frustrated in these games seeing some of these play calls, but we're getting the win, so it's, it's, it's hard to – for people to validate our complaints, but they are they are valid, you know. There were a few good plays during the call during there the game. There were. The, that was a really bold call to go for it on what fourth and three, mm-hmm. and then we threw it to the end zone instead yeah. of just picking up three yards. Yeah. Perfect throw, perfect mm-hmm. catch. Yeah. One handed. Yeah, and then, which I don't know how that wasn't pass interference, but one hundred percent, that guy was mugging more. And he didn't look back. So if you're <laughs> not gonna, at all. If you're going to say, well, Griffin didn't look back, that's why he got f- called for P.I., then oh, this guy God. was That was that, – seriously, that Griffin, that Griffin, man, uh, that pissed me off. That was not a freaking P.I. call. Yeah. And then the other play I really liked is when we threw it to the fullback because mm. he just leaked out of the backfield and yep. was wide open. Yeah. And Russ didn't look very good in the first half, but yep. – he missed Doug Baldwin wide open down oh the middle. Oh my gosh, that was unbelievable! But then a he settled wide down. Wide open Doug Baldwin. He settled down, and let's let's give credit where credit is due. Russell Wilson has brought us back mm-hmm. the last two weeks. Yes, he's he's looked a lot better. We've critiqued him pretty harshly, and he's bouncing back. And he's statistically he's not having that bad of a season. He's having an MVP candidate season. No lie. Yeah, he he's is. He's got twenty six touchdowns. He, he's playing really well. It's just. 
We're starting slow. And he has like five interceptions, seven interceptions. Yeah, it's not a bad He's ratio. He's having a good season. Oh, yeah. He really is. It just happens to be the year that Drew Brees has thrown, what, two interceptions all season? Breaking records. Left Mahomes and right. has 463 <laughs> passing touchdowns so yeah. far. Yeah. He, yeah. And, 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 you know, Patrick Mahomes as well. He's having a fantastic season. His... Um, not rookie year, but his debut year. Yeah, his first year as a starter. You know, so and Todd Gurley's having a good year too. Yeah, um, but I think Russell's in the top five. He should be. Russ is in talk for for MVP candidacy, depending on these next five. And then Julio Jones. How the crap do you have like thirteen hundred yards and like four touchdowns or something? Three touchdowns. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what? All those fantasy owners have got to be just having a tough time. I know he has a ton of receptions, so if you have Julio Jones in a PPR league, you're set. Yeah. But if you don't, man. No. I was livid with that game. Yeah. The, the, the Falcons turned the ball over in the red zone like three times. Yeah. Like, yeah, Matt Ryan's looked piss poor this year. Well, and his receivers are fumbling the ball. Yeah. It was just huge. Yeah. Huge, huge demise in Atlanta. Yeah, it, it really has been. I was expecting more of that Thursday game for Thanksgiving with Atlanta versus New Orleans. It was kind of boring. Yeah, they're used most to of those games were boring. I, I, I know it didn't help that we we watched that Monday night game with like a hundred a hundred points being scored yeah. over that, and then you go to these Thursday games where they're pretty. Uh, there were really no good games. Yeah, there were really no good games. Um, but I really had a high expectations for a rivalry match with. You know, usually those are shootouts Matt between Ryan, those right. two teams. It really is, but Matt Ryan did not show up. Primetime Matt Ryan sucks. Yep, and so does Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator That's for true. the Falcons. Yeah. He's, and we've talked about him before. He's yeah. just cool because he was head coach for UW. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one person, one of our listeners, Cody Vancouver, has has me put on record on November fifteenth. That he says that next year the Seahawks are going to sign Le'Veon Bell. Mm. He said, "Mark it down." And if they do sign him, that he wants to be on the show oh. as a guest, as a guest appearance. Okay. So I just have to put it out here. It's not going to happen, but on on the web, it's bold that he has stated that he's the first person to tell me. Oh, the Seahawks are going to sign him. You watch. So all right, Cody. If it happens, you'll be on the show. Let me give you a couple of reasons why they probably won't sign Le'Veon Bell. And let me hear if they're the same reasons I said to him. Um, his contract would be absurdly high, and we have to re-sign Russ. Right. So you're telling me they're going to be willing to spend the money on Le'Veon Bell and not Russ? That and what is that saying to the team when you don't sign Earl Thomas to a big contract and right. then you bring in a big contract? Not only that, Chris Carson has been very good for us. And so has Penny. What is what is the need to sign Le'Veon Bell at this point in time? And don't get me wrong. He is an incredible talent. Yes. Yes. However, the... Was he 28, though? 26. He's 26? young. He still has oh, three, okay. three, four years, good years left in NFL running back. Unless terms. you're Frank Gore, then you have an unlimited amount of years left, right. apparently. Yeah, well, he's just been average for the last, like, six years, which is good enough for him. Well, yeah, he's, he's still getting, like, almost a thousand-yard rushing. Yeah, good for season. him. <laughs> just like, man, Frank Gore's a machine. Yeah, and he stays man. healthy, too. Yeah. Sorry, we uh, <laughs> sidetracked. But I was just, you know, there are some running backs that can do it. I mean, Adrian Peterson right now is doing it right now. Right. Um, and what else did I think? I don't know, but, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. 
I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And the other thing is we just got rid of a bunch of non-team first players. Richard Sherman wasn't put in the team first. He's no longer on the team. Michael Bennett mm-hmm. wasn't put in the team first. He's no longer on the team. They're, they want that team first mentality, and obviously Le'Veon Bell does not have that. Right. It's me. I want to get paid. I want to set a new precedent for running backs, and I want to be making X amount of dollars. That's not putting the team first. No. He could, and you look at Earl Thomas getting hurt on a one-year deal. Okay, I get it. Like, sure. That's, it makes sense. However, you also turned down $14.5 million this season. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, he's turned down a lot of money. He, <laughs> he didn't, his agent said he was going to be showing up to after the bye week at least, and he didn't show up. He didn't, he didn't show up to anything all year. Nope. So, so I don't I don't know. I don't, he, it's tough for teams to really justify signing Le'Veon Bell just because of his attitude alone. Exactly. Is that, is that what you want to bring to your team? Yeah, what if he doesn't get enough carries in the first two or three weeks? Yeah. All of a sudden he's going to be pouting or not show up mm-hmm. or not giving us all. Who knows? I don't Look know. how well good of a season James Conner has. Maybe it's just because of the format. I mean, I know Le'Veon Bell can run it. He's a patient runner. He's great with his hands, all of that. But I mean, they picked up James Conner's, and he's playing pretty well in that system without Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I think he was doing better than Le'Veon Bell did last year yeah. in terms of pro football focus. Yeah. So... So I, I, I think that that and that really doesn't help Le'Veon Bell because they're like, well, they're doing this. He's doing the same thing, if not a little bit better than Le'Veon Bell. So, and cheaper. Yeah. So do, uh, is it really worth it? Can we yeah. find somebody else? You know, it. All these there's so many diamond in the roughs that I feel like teams are more willing to take chances on because it can really pay off when you find that. Well, and a lot of teams are going running back by committee now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at the Seahawks. They have Penny who can come in and catch the ball. Carson's yep. a between the tackles runner. And they also have J.D. McKissick coming back. Yep. So they have and Mike Davis. Yeah. Don't want to leave Mike, Mike Davis off. He runs mm-hmm. really hard. He just has a difficult time staying healthy. Yep. But he's been good for us. He's been that goal line guy. He's been yep. that hard runner. He runs just as hard as Carson does. He just doesn't break as many tackles. Yeah, look at the Saints, Kamara and Ingram. Look at the Chargers, Eckler and Gordon. Right, right now it's just going to be Eckler for, for a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah. But you, you, you do. You have a lot of teams that are kind of turning away from that workhorse back, and um, they're able to just throw a handful of running backs in there and be pretty versatile. Exactly. And um, it's just a different look. Yeah. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a workhorse. Yes, he is. He needs a dying breed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really kind of sad. Um, I mean, you still have Todd Gurley is a definite workhorse, but uh, I was kind of hoping Chris Carson would be a workhorse. Maybe they're just trying to ease him into it. I know he's got some injuries. He's still, you know, lagging on that because he's a tough, gritty runner. We've talked about it. You know, we like it. He but he's obviously playing through some injuries too, he, so yeah. they're trying to keep him fresh all season. Yep. Yeah. And his yards after contact, he's yak. Yak. That's is good. I think top five in the NFL. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, just watching him run. Man, guy gets like five extra yards. Seems like even after contact. So we're, whew, man, we're pretty happy with uh, with how the Hawks are going right now. Um, they're not steamrolling teams, but they're keeping themselves in the game enough to do it. Our defense looks okay. You know, they're 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 picking things up, and um, I think uh, as the seasons go on, you're going to see more trust developing between them all, more better communication, because I think that's the biggest problem right now. Is a lack of communication in the back, and it's growing pains. Mm-hmm. They have young guys yep. that are back there. 
Yeah. It's two new, well, not two new safeties, but McDougal's still new to the team. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. Griffin's not having that great of a year. He yeah. had a couple good games. Sophomore and he's, slump. He's been beat a lot. Yeah. And Flowers, actually Flowers saved the game. Yeah. Because if he didn't make that tackle on David Moore, mm-hmm. or DJ or Moore, DJ Moore, DJ yeah. Moore. Yeah. Sorry, David Moore's for the Hawks. <laughs> uh, DJ Moore, and get, make them kick that long field goal. Yeah. Panthers probably win that game, and our season's pretty close to over. Yeah, Trey Flowers, um, he, he's actually looked, he's looked good at corner. I mean, tough for the guy. He's, he's learning a new position. You know, it's, it's not 100% different than playing safety, but there's a lot of different mentalities on when you're playing corner. So. Yeah, safety doesn't play press coverage very yeah. often. and yep. I mean, you take the good with the bad. He's been beat a few times, and he yeah. gets a few penalties. He's kind of like Brandon Brown, or he's that physical guy. Yeah. But he doesn't miss tackles very often. Yeah. And I think he's looked just as good as Griffin this year, which is yeah. sad because he's supposed to be our number one. But yeah, I like him as our number two. I do too. I think it's I think it's going great right now, and they're both staying healthy, and that's what's really important for us right now is is, is keeping a healthy defensive players because oh, it's been such a oh man, it's been such a year for injuries with us. It's just really sucked. Um, so 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 to see them keep the, keep on keeping on the way they're going, it's not bad can't complain uh t- tough to really really say what these next five games are going to bring because it seems like you could just try to breeze right through them but I, i'm hoping they come out tough um playing all of them because you play the 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 49ers this sunday then you turn around um next week the following week playing monday night game against the vikings and that's a big game too because it they're kind of right there in the playoffs too so it's nice to have that tiebreaker over the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Packers, mm-hmm. and the Panthers. If you beat all four of those teams who were right there in the wild card bubble, yep, that could be the You're reason to get in. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to beat the Vikings, no doubt. That's that's one hundred percent. Vikings are going to be tight in the race for that um, for that wild card spot. So we need we need to unless the LA Rams unless we win out and the LA Rams lose out. Yeah, which is very, <laughs> very, very likely. Very likely. I think yeah. it's going to happen. It'll happen. Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> don't believe me just watch <laughs> thanks Bruno Mars you're welcome well we that, that's kind of our take on this season where we're at these last couple games and we talk a lot about it maybe we went on too much but oh another top five moment for me in sports mm. is watching Cam Newton lose a game oh my gosh yeah because he's the most cocky, arrogant guy when he's winning. He's yeah. in a huge smile, and he's celebrating. Oh, and, yeah. and then when he loses, he has the towel over his head, mm-hmm. and he's moping, and he's mm-hmm. fighting back tears. And yeah. He's blaming everyone. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that and was... And he dresses like he's in the 1920s. Oh, my God. I have no idea what's up with his outfits, but whatever. That to each his own. I, yeah, it. you know, it's... It's something. It was it was a great feeling watching the Hawks win. Um, and just there's so much doubt every time we go into these games that I'm just it's hard to be so positive. Um, so it's nice to win out these last two games and then go into the 49ers game thinking. Yeah, I just hope we don't come out flat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so tough because I I think we just start so conservatively. It's really tough not to be depressed at the start of the game. Yeah, well, our season's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor, there's ten minutes left in the first quarter. Whatever. <sighs> Shut up. Shut up. It's over. We just fumbled the ball. Change. Put we on just something went three else. And out. Yeah. Change the channel. Yeah, yeah. So 
we'll see what happens, guys. We're we're sticking with it. We're hoping for some good things and happy to see our Hawks winning games and uh, against some tough teams, staying in there. They're, they've been in every game this year. They've never been blown out. So don't count us out for the Super Bowl. Yeah, why not us? Why not Russ? Why not Russ? Russ, us. I've heard it both ways. Okay. Well, there you have it, guys. Well, the done. answer to the trivia question is uh, Ozzy Alonso. That's who. Oh, is it Ozzy Alonso? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's who you did mention in case <laughs> you didn't know. Oh, and a special shout out the Muskies winning the Cup again. Oh, yeah. Here we come for the title. Quote by Jake Browning. I heard it sucks to lose to the Cougars. I'm glad I don't have to experience that. <laughs> Suck it. All right. All right. I'm Trey. I'm Jay. And this is The, the Trey Edition.